welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here. Episode 38, a final week of exploring the Enneagram. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, uh, I, we haven't announced this yet, but we have this episode. We're going to do one more episode, mm-hmm. and then we're going to take a little time off. Yeah, not a lot. We're, we're wrapping up season one. Um, I feel like it's appropriate timing because... You're about to give birth. I'm about to give birth to a baby. Um, but yeah, so we will be uh, wrapping up season one. We're just going to take a little bit of time off. Um, and we'll obviously let you guys know when we're coming back. It's not going to be forever or super long, but we're just going to take some some time off this summer to... Uh, Transition. Yeah, we're shooting for four weeks. Yeah, we're going to do four weeks. And um, so four weeks off, you guys don't have to listen to us for four weeks. And uh, we'll start up season two and have some, we already have some really exciting, fun things planned. So I can't wait for season um, two. Yeah, so go, hey, follow us. We'll say this next episode too, but um, follow us on social media because that's kind of where we really like update on when things are coming out and if there's yep. new things happening. Um not just like personally, but with the podcast and stuff. So um, check us out on Instagram. If you don't, that's really kind of where we live. That's the only place. You're on Facebook a little bit, but um, Instagram is kind of our our jam. So, um, but other than that, today we're uh, going through seven, eight, and nine types. Again, if you yes. haven't listened to episode 36 and 37, where we talk through one through six, um, check those out first, because that's going to give you some foundational knowledge and then um, we're going to talk through seven, eight, nine, and then you also talk to Ainsley at the very end about um, kind of like the different relationship yeah. type, like what numbers go well together, maybe which ones don't go super well together, um, just like historically. So I think that's interesting. But it's very. And if it, bottom line is this: like it is such an important relationship tool, yeah, for all your relationships. But if you're in any kind of serious relationship, dating somebody engaged Friendships, married even you need to know the other person's number because it absolutely impacts the mm. dynamics of the relationship and you and i are, are diving a little bit deeper right now we've we've known for a long time we were both threes but we really hadn't dove into what that means when two threes are to, together and how do we know when we're in a healthy place when we're in unhealth right and you, you you've done a little research on it yeah, and Ainsley would be able to like speak to this much better than we can. But um, just since we're both threes, I was like, let's just dive right into the, just that specific one. Um, so threes again are the achievers. So we're very like performance driven, success driven. Um, so in our and they made a very clear distinction in a lot of the research I was reading, and they were like the health of these people completely dictates like the negative and positive elements of, of having, you know, what if the same type, but when you are in a relationship with somebody of the same type, you kind of both bring the same thing to the table, right. um, which can be really good because they said a lot of the research show, like that's a lot of the reason for your immediate attraction is because you see qualities of yourself in somebody else, which, yeah. you know, we're all like <laughs> vain at the center of our being. And so it's like, Oh, I like you. Cause you're like me. Um, but in the same time, our weaknesses are very similar too. So, or I think you mentioned this with Ainsley, like you, you're almost blind to, uh, your own faults because yeah. ne- neither of you recognize that in the, in each other because you don't see that as a negative. Anyway, yeah, you can, we can hold hands, right? 
take ourselves down to a pit like, yeah, and not exactly. realize like, it. Like, um, so I was reading like the healthy parts, high regard for achievement. You may, we make an effective team, mm-hmm. um, both hard workers and both very social. Yep. Um, but then, and the, the, this is very true, uh, tasks at home are highly coordinated and your days are highly constructed, like uh, constructed and routine, That's which is true. so true. Like we'll get up and be like, okay, this would drive some people crazy. They're probably like, I would hate to be married to you. To, like each of us, not you. Um, but like, we'll get up and we're like, okay, from seven to eight, we're going to exercise. We're going to get back and around eight 30, uh, I'll jump in the shower. Then you'll jump in the shower. And then that, uh, like nine 30 or 10, we're going to do this. And then we'll go to home Depot, get the plants. We'll all be done by 12. And then we're going to like, we have the day yeah, we do. <laughs> mapped out and we have what each person's tasks are doing and all of that. So it's, it makes so much sense when you read it. And then the unhealth part, um, is the, the biggest part, which is actually, I've had this conversation with you late, recently is you can almost become competitive with the other person and not like you and I aren't competitive in like, um, trying to outperform the other, but you can, some of the insecurities that can come up in a relationship with two threes is that one person isn't maybe contributing as much. Like my insecurity could be, Oh, I feel like I'm not bringing enough to the table. Mm. Or um, if I didn't do the laundry like I said I was going to do, he didn't even have to say anything. Like I could you feel, beat yourself up yeah, I could feel like I didn't perform today. Like I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Hey, you're bringing a lot to the table right now. <laughs> a lot in this <laughs> midsection. If you're watching on YouTube, I think it's the cutest shirt ever. It says Mama Bear. A friend gave it to me. I love that. Yeah, it's it really tight right now. But, um, thank you. No, so, but that's a, that's a yeah. very three thing. So yep. anyway, all that to say, look up your type and then um, also like your partner's type or your friend's type, whoever you're in a relationship with. I think it's super interesting. And um, I actually had just Googled like Enneagram 3, married to Enneagram 3, and it tells you everything. So look that up. It's really interesting. I think it's good to know. Yeah. It's have to have a good awareness of kind of your situation. Yeah. This is a good one. I really like, because seven, eights, and nines are interesting. I confess last week and go even deeper into it this week. I don't like eights. Those well, of you, you who are eights, I don't like you. You didn't think you liked eights because <laughs> you only had a view of negative, of like um, the unhealthy eights. Yeah. And, and, I, eights and then great. I also, she helped me do this. I came to this realization talking about eights that actually it's not that I dislike them. I'm probably jealous of them. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a little more of what those eights have, that ability to just be a truth teller, say it like it is, mm-hmm. be Dumb very it. direct. I wish I had a little more of that. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's what I think was making me look at them very, in a very suspicious way. Yeah. No, I get that. It's I, great, though. I, you guys are going to love this. Yeah, so Ainsley Britton, once again, um, you know, in every episode, she tells you how to um, take her test. Make sure you do that, ainsleybritton.com slash Enneagram. Um, and so she's got a bunch of great resources, um, but we're really excited to have her on for this third week of exploring the Enneagram. So without further ado, uh, your conversation with Ainsley Britton. All right, Ainsley, you're back for our third episode on the Enneagram. You've been awesome. Thank you so much for all the time that you've given us. And we've been walking through these different types, right? So we're going to talk about seven, eight, and nine. 
But then I also, at the end, I want to ask you a little bit about relationships. And I'm going to ask you a little bit about, like, are there certain numbers? Like, my wife and I are both threes. Like, I want to know, is that bad? Is that good? Like, I, I want to know if there's certain numbers that tend to go really well together in a relationship. But I'll, I'll save that for the end. Sure. Um, and so we're going to jump into seven, eight, and nine. Before we do that, Ainsley, I know you got a lot going on in your life. You're, uh, you know, a great Enneagram coach, but you also have your own podcast. It's called Wild mm-hmm. Confidence. Tell us a little bit about that yeah. that podcast. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. Our goal with Wild Confidence is to help others find, keep, and share the confidence they found in Christ. Hmm. So, what what have they overcome? What have, what? How did they learn confidence? What did that look like in their lives? And we have had so much fun and it's just uh, a blast to record. So that is the general um, idea of wild confidence. That's awesome. And that, and I assume I'm, I'm really bad when it comes to like finding podcasts, but I assume that they can find it on iTunes and all the normal places. Yeah. Apple, Spotify, all the things. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. All right. So yeah. we're going to talk about seven, eight, nine. If for some reason you're just now listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to the last two episodes with Ainsley, you want to go back and hear her talk about all the other types. Uh, we also really encourage you to go to uh, her site. I'm going to let you give that address to take the free uh, Enneagram test. Yep. It's at ainsleybritton.com forward slash Enneagram. You have a free assessment there. You can dive deeper into your own type. You can get information on coaching, or if you want to become a coach, you can also get information on that as well. So it's Ainsley Britton, A-I-N-S-L-E-Y-B-R-I-T-A-I-N.com forward slash Enneagram, or the link is in my uh, Instagram bio at Ainsley B. Perfect. In all the places. <laughs> there you go. All the places. All right. So let's jump in. Let's talk about uh, the seven. Yes. The sevens are our life of the party friends. They are the enthusiast, the busy, fun-loving type. They're spontaneous, versatile. They can be distractible and scattered for sure. Hmm. Um, Their basic fear is of being deprived and in pain. Their basic desire is to be satisfied and content and to have their needs fulfilled. Hmm. So they're going to be the friends that are always down to have a good time. Right. Always. Don't even need the details. We'll figure it out when we get there. Let's book the flight. We'll figure it out when we get there. And we we need that type uh-huh. in the world. You know, they're, <laughs> yep. they're the ones that are just keeping us all on our toes and having a good time doing it. And the only bummer is that it's hard for them to have like really deep, serious conversations. It's hard for them to go back and think about painful things, Mm. but it's really important that we self-reflect and we sit in those things. So whenever you do have a seven friend, I would encourage you to create a safe space for them or, you know, a seven in your life at all, create a safe space for them to be the best version of themselves and be able to open up. Yeah. Do you, do you have to push them a little bit into that? I mean, cause it doesn't sound like naturally they just want to go to that deeper place. Yeah. Generally speaking, you, you might, um, if they're in a healthy place, they'll be a little bit more open to it, but I always there. My friend Lauren is a seven. She is, Oh, you'll know it. Lauren Daigle. You yep. know it when you see her. Yep. She is the quintessential seven. When I tell you that girl is always out for a good time, it 
always. It does yep. not matter. She and I have gone cliff jumping. We've swam with alligators. We, she will get me into the most insane situations, but she is in a place where she is able to have those serious conversations. And so she's kind of my like ideal healthy seven. And, um, I love using her as an example because the way that she sees the world is in a sense of awe. Hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. And sevens do that really well. They see the world in different, I mean, brighter colors, brighter textures, like, or more dynamic textures. They just see the world differently. And it's really neat to see the world through a seven's eyes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I've actually had a couple encounters with her and I can see exactly what you're talking about because the first time I met her, I was speaking at this conference and she was helping lead the music, right? Yeah. And I I didn't, this was kind of before, you know, she is who we know her as today, right? Yeah. And I remember she she just, I was like, who's this young hippie kind of like carefree kind of, I can't remember, like this was like a camp for students, right? And she had like her hair all braided and, and crazy. Uh, but I've also seen, because it's interesting when you're talking about they don't naturally want to go deep. I was in a in a kind of a small group setting with her where I had shared something I'd never shared before. It was very, it was mm-hmm. very hard for me to say these things out loud. And I was so nervous about how everybody in this small group would react. And she made a point to come up to me after that was all said and done. And she was like, hey, listen, I don't know everything you've been through. Uh, but I just wanted to thank you so much for sharing that. And I felt really seen and heard by her. And to know yeah. now that she's a seven, I know that probably wasn't the most natural thing for her to do, but she's oft, obviously found ways to to grow in that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Huh. She, it, it, And that's why I love to use her as an example, because she is. you'd think she might be a four because of how colorful she is and how uh, creative she is but she is through and through a seven Hmm. and the healthiest seven I've ever met. Wow. That's so interesting. So what it's stress for a seven looks like what? Stress. They go to the, um, the unhealthy side of the one. Okay. So that's whenever they start to get perfectionistic and really detail oriented. And like, if a seven is under stress, they need to know every single detail. Hmm. They won't necessarily rem- remember it. <laughs> right. They're usually the friends that don't text back, you know, because yeah. they're like, oh, well, I was swinging on a branch. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but they, but whenever they are stressed, it's like, oh, I don't, I can't be spontaneous and fun. I have to figure this out. Yeah. I love that. So that is the one, uh, the unhealthy side of the one that the seven goes to in stress. And then the, um, in growth, they actually go to, the five. So that's what you see whenever you, you kind of hear her going deeper into someone's story. She's in, she's getting more knowledge. She's, she's becoming more perceptive and like uh, learning more. She loves to learn. And that's the growth aspect of the seven. Wow. So they love to learn things. And that's where that all piece kind of comes in is in partnership with the childlike, um, I guess, spirit of the seven meeting the, desire for knowledge and growth. Yeah. 
You know, I'm sure everybody kind of has a number that they're like, I wish I had a little more of that in me. And <laughs> yeah. that's that's probably seven for me. Like, I, I wish I had a little more of that in my life. And and even we're about to, I kind of teased you last week about I don't like eights. But yeah. they it, they go so contrary to my personality. But but if I'm honest, I'm like, I wish I had a little bit of that eight in, inside of me as well. Uh, the healthy yeah. part of it, at least. So, anyway. yeah. All right. Sure. So let's go ahead and talk about the eights, which I don't like. <laughs> You'll like them by the end of this. Don't okay. <laughs> so eights are the challenger. Mm. They're the powerful, dominating type. They're self-confident. They're decisive, willful, and they are not afraid to be confrontational. Yep. Now, their basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others. And their basic desire is to protect themselves and mm. be in control of their own life and their own destiny. I call eights jelly beans. <laughs> they are hard on the outside, but they are just squishy and soft on the inside. Yep. I cannot tell you how many specifically male eights just that are coming to my mind that I've met that are like big and tough. As soon as a little puppy comes around, as soon as a kid comes around, they turn into a puddle on the floor. Wow. I'm like, you are not tough. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? Now, I've heard, you correct me if I'm wrong, or if maybe you've heard this too. I've heard that Donald Trump would be an eight, mm -hmm. and at the same time, Mother Teresa was an eight. Have you ever heard that? Um, I have heard that, actually. I don't know the, like, 100% fact. I could probably guess that Donald Trump was is yeah for sure an eight. But I would believe that Mother Teresa would be an eight too because of the fierceness yeah. of her. And I, I use those two examples, not that one's right, one's wrong, but just to, even even inside of a number, how different like somebody might be. Like some people, it's easy to say, oh yeah, of course they're an eight or of course they're a three. But it's a little more complex than that. And you know, you can have someone Absolutely. who's like a Mother Teresa and a Donald Trump have the exact same type and there, I mean, there's just a, there's a lot of scale when it comes to this thing, I, I imagine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're, you can get two people that look totally opposite on the outside and, but their motivations could be the same. Yeah. Okay. So the eight, tell me a little bit about yeah. what growth looks like and what stress looks like for them. Yeah. So I love the eight in growth goes to the best parts of a two. So they are going to be your biggest cheerleaders. They are going to be incredibly helpful with none of the, I don't know, ill intention, if you will. If they're, if an eight is in growth, they will just go to bat for you. Yeah. And I think that it's awesome. I have an eight friend that has supported me and cheered me on and is really the person that's like, oh, you don't think you can do that? Mm. Do it. Watch, so do it and then watch. Yeah. So she's challenged so the challenger part, but challenging you in a positive way. Yes. Hmm. Because they, because she believes in me. Yeah. She'll be like, no, you don't get to not, you don't get to doubt yourself. You don't get to doubt my friend. You don't get to talk to my friend that way. You yeah. can do this. So it is challenging. Yes. But it is in a great way. And I just so love that. And so appreciate that about the eights now in stress that they go to the unhealthy parts of the five. So they will isolate, they will shut down and they will just, I mean, dig into whatever information they need. Yep. Now, sometimes it's unhealthy because they dig into the information to debate right. or to argue or to whatever, you know, but 
whenever they are really the best version of themselves, they are just confident and there is nothing to stop an, a confident eight. And wow. I love that about them. I, I like you, I used to have a real, I used to have an issue with eights. I couldn't, I just couldn't jive with them. I couldn't figure it out. And it wasn't until I was like, okay, I have to make sure I don't take anything personal mm. from an eight, like nothing, wow. nothing. They are, they are not trying to be vindictive. They're not trying to be manipulative. It, they are just, they're going to tell you exactly how they feel. Yep. That's when I started to appreciate eights. Yeah. I was like, wait, that's almost a relief. I don't have to yeah. figure you out. You are exactly who you're showing up to be. I don't have to wonder if you like me or not. You're just going to tell me. And if you don't like whatever, I can, I don't have to try anymore. You know? Yeah. No. And I think, I think you're onto something because I think that's probably why, you know, I say, and, and I, I don't like confrontation and they, and they tend to, you know, be a okay with confrontation. But uh, I oh, go yeah. back to what I was saying earlier. I, I think part of why I get so mad at eight sometimes or I'm uncomfortable around them is because I actually do wish I had a little more of what they have. Like, because again, yeah. as a three, as I said a couple of weeks ago, I, I can, you know, I can be halfway through a conversation with somebody and be like, I don't believe half of what I just told them. Right. Because I, yeah. I wanted to be accepted by them in that moment. And I wish I had a little more of that eight that could just say, thanks for sharing I don't actually believe any of what you just said. What's, yeah. you know, like I, I wish I had some of their courage, some of their guts that they have uh, in, in different scenarios. And that's probably why uh, I, I have this reaction towards them that I do because deep down inside, I'm like, ah, I like that. I wish I had a little more of that. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And it's, it's also, I mean, when, your type is very people pleasing or like, you know, uh, charming or whatever you, you, you don't see that in them. Right. You kind of see like a whatever attitude. I don't care if you like me or not. It's almost like, I hate it. I wish I didn't care if people didn't like me or not. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, I wish that I, you know, I wish I had the freedom that they have to just live yeah. their life and not worry about everybody's opinion. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But then it also creates this empathy for eights for me, thinking about the jelly bean analogy, yeah. that they are soft on the inside. Yep. If they feel safe, they will open up, be vulnerable. Um, so, I mean, that's just something I love about the eights too. It, it may take a lot for them to feel safe, but when they do, they can finally put their guard down and they're so squishy. Yeah. Soft and squishy, emotional, all the things. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Let's last number. Number nine. Last number. Number nine are sweet, sweet peacemakers. They are the easygoing, self-effacing type. They're receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and can be complacent as well. Mm -hmm. So their basic fears of loss or separation and their basic desire is to have inner stability or peace of mind. They're the most go with the flow type. They're the ones that will never vocalize what they want to do for dinner unless they <laughs> like show their little eight, but um, because they want you to be okay. They want yeah. everyone to be okay. So we talked in the, in the first week about twos and how, and the thing about twos is that they can read a person, whoever they're in front of. It's almost like they can read their mind. Hmm. They can, they can say exactly what the person needs and, they just know a nine 
can read an entire room. It's almost like they can, they absorb the energy of the room. Is this, if it's a funeral, they are heartbroken. They are heavy. They feel it. If it's a party, they're excited, but they're a little bit overwhelmed because there's a lot going on. And there's so many different people in the room. It's like they can feel all the people's emotions at once. So a nine's battery can kind of go out pretty fast in social settings. Yeah, because are, are, they can just feel it all. Sure. Do they tend to be introverts? They can go either way. Okay. Nines can go either way. Um, they do. I guess um, every nine I know is probably. Yeah. But I wouldn't say a thousand percent. Yeah, I was just thinking, like when you think about an introvert, you know, by the truth definition, they, they you know, they tend to recharge by themselves. And I would think for a nine, it'd be really hard for them to recharge with a group of people because they're like, like you just said, they're kind of exhausted because they're reading everything in that, in that room. But some people could recharge like one-on-one. Yeah. Yep. And that might be okay. I think it's just smaller groups are just way easier for them. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. What's, what's stress and health look like for them? Yeah. So the stress of the nine, uh, they go to the unhealthy side of the six, they get really worst case scenario. They start panicking, um, a lot of anxiety, that kind of thing. That's what happens whenever they are in a season of stress or in a moment of stress, but in growth, they go towards the healthy side of the three. Hmm. So they're going to be the ones that are, you know, driven and excelling at in the workplace or in whatever they're doing which I think is really neat because I think it's really cool that a person who can read a room can also have that achiever kind of mindset. So um, they're growing towards that three, that achiever, that success oriented type, which is really fun to see a nine in growth. I I love to see it. We love to see it. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Do we know any celebrity nines? Oh yeah. Let's see. I love asking you this question. Oh, it's so fun. And it's fun to think about just the people around you. Like I, every time I talk about a type, someone pops in my head. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my friend Blake is an eight, my friend Caroline's a nine. And I'm always thinking about them whenever that, uh, whenever that happens. So let's see. Ooh, Jack Johnson is a nine. Ah, You know, that musician. Yeah. Um, let's, Oh, Mr. Rogers. That makes total sense to me. Yeah, that one is quintessential for sure. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II, Ronald mm. Reagan, George W. Bush, John F. Kennedy Jr. Wow, a lot of presidents. I know. Ron Howard, the director. Yeah. Oh, George Lucas. That's kind of surprising to me. I love I love um, it. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. All, all, right. those, all those people. You have done an amazing job of walking us through these nine types. It's been incredibly helpful. I have a question that I kind of teased at the beginning that I want to ask you about when it comes to relationships. Because that, honestly, this is the thing that's so intriguing to me about these types. It's not just knowing your own type and knowing what it looks like under stress, what it looks like when you're in your growth period, but to also know the, the people around you and what their types are so that you can better champion them towards growth, right? But mm-hmm. but when it comes to relationships, are there certain numbers that you would say like, oh, okay, wow, they they tend to pair well, and are there other numbers that you're like, 
that that number and that number, they're going to have some challenges. So what? <laughs> how, how does it work? Or does it work like that? So that is actually the most common question that I get. And hmm. it's so funny. I love answering it. So I'm, I'm really glad you asked because someone was thinking it, I guarantee. Right, sure. And um, the answer is healthy types go best together. Yep. If you are in an unhealthy place, y'all need to, y'all need to worry about nobody but yourself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you need to go, you need to be alone with the Lord. <laughs> you need to fix some things. Yep. So no, there's not like a two types that go best together. Um, there's pros and cons to every single pairing. The thing about like same uh, couple types like you and Jordan, the only thing that's like hard is that you have the same uh, shadow side, right? You have yeah. the same struggles. So if your types don't like to talk about the struggles, it'll be harder to talk about the struggles because you, sure. you might want to like kind of stuff them and appear like everything's okay. Um, same with like, you know, if two sevens are together, they're not going to want to have real serious conversations. They're probably not going to be incredible with money. Yep. <laughs> Plus, one of them's in growth, but um, it's just like that. You'll have the same weaknesses if you have two couples of the same type. But, you know, on the flip side, if you have like ones and sevens, they are almost what I would call opposites. It's hard to actually be opposites, but they're pretty close to it, I would right. say. So when the seven goes to that one in stress and the one goes to the seven in growth, they're showing some sides of the other type. Oh, yeah. And it kind of can create some tension with them. Yep. So um, it's just, but the more you learn about these types, the more you can be like, oh, I can tell that they're in a season of stress or they're not feeling healthy right now. So I need to make sure not to add to that or whatever. Yep. That, that makes so much sense. Facilitate some path to growth. Yeah. I, I can see how like for Jordan and I, who are both threes, the 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 challenging side of having the same number is that you may not see the unhealth because you you may both be in that uh, you know often when we're in unhealth we somehow find a way to convince ourselves that this is healthy right yeah and yeah. and if you have a different number than the other person it's really easy like I've always said it's so easy to spot unhealth in somebody else right but yeah, if you both yeah. have that same number and the same unhealthy tendencies, I can see where you might like kind of, it's like the alcoholic who wants to be around other alcoholics because then their behavior doesn't seem that off. So exactly. I could see where we just would need to use wisdom, discernment, and like look for all those different warning signs. And to your point, the more you know your type, I think the quicker you can start to identify patterns of unhealth. Absolutely. And in yourself and the people around you, and um, your Enneagram coach, they do have a lot of resources for couples and mm -hmm. that kind of thing, but the Enneagram Institute.com actually has where you can click on your type and your significant other's type. Yep. And it kind of shows you the compatibility. Now it's not just, you know, romantic relationships. You could apply this to friendships. Yeah. You could apply this to whatever. It just depends on your, uh, how close you are to the other person, but yeah. You can also check out misidentification as well. So if you feel like you've tried your type on and you're just like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Maybe I'm misidentifying as something else. You can kind of 
gauge um, on that website as well. It's just another helpful resource. Yeah, that's perfect. Ainsley, gosh, this has been so good, like so helpful. I was somewhat familiar with the Enneagram, but I, I really needed this refresher. Uh, and I, I am, I'm just so passionate right now of trying to figure out, okay, the people I work with and people I live with, like what their numbers are and how we all interact. I think it's, it's a really, really helpful tool, I think, for all of us. Yeah. And you've done an awesome job of explaining it and uh, really proud of the, the work you're doing. And one last time, give us your website mm-hmm. so uh, people can go check out uh, all the different resources you have. Yeah. So that is ainsleybritton.com forward slash Enneagram for the Enneagram information. But the general website has podcast, any writing, speaking information. Everything I do is going to be on that on that website, ainsleybritton.com. And again, it's in the link in my bio at ainsleyb on Instagram. Or if you're on TikTok, my uh, I do only Enneagram content on TikTok. It's meant to be funny. Don't take it too seriously. <laughs> it's, it's called Enneagram and Chill. I love that. Enneagram and chill on TikTok. All right. That's great. Listen, you've been fantastic. I am sure in the future we're going to have some more Enneagram stuff come up. I hope that you'd be uh, open to coming back and uh, joining us, maybe diving a little bit deeper into some of this. Absolutely. I'd love to. Be awesome. Thanks, Ainsley. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.